Welcome to the Paul Jacoby Podcast with your host, Paul Jacoby. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Paul Jacoby Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Jacoby, and next to me is now a regular, the one, the only, Samuel Orson. How are we doing today, my man? Oh, we're doing good. Doing good, doing great, dude. What are you what have you been up to lately? You got any shows coming up? I got a few shows coming up. None that I want to tell you guys about. Whew, you guys better uh, look at his social media and stay aware, baby. That's just what we do here. We stay on top of the the local comics and uh, soon to be nationwide, like you, Sam. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I like my strategy is a uh, I like people to not see what I'm doing, and then when they see it, hopefully they'll like it. Hopefully they uh, respond well to it. They don't need to see what's going on online. Sick, dude. <laughs> so I wanted to bring up something today, okay? All right. So uh, we talked we talk last time you were here. We talked about Brandon Schaub a little bit. I, I like Brandon Schaub a lot. I think I he's done a lot Brandon. of great things yeah. for comedy. I think he is a powerhouse in terms of bringing really great comedians together and creating really 100%. great things to see. I have really nothing bad to say about Brendan Schaub, uh, except that I'm going to out-bench him. Coming, <laughs> I'm, I'm at 275 right now. What I, is going I, what on? Is he benched? We're thinking like what? Dude, I'm 315 thinking, maybe? Yeah, I'm thinking he's a little small. Out. I think I'm going to out-bench him. But um, in terms of his I, – I, I've always really liked the guy. There's certain things about people like Brendan who – say they're going to do something and they do it and it's very like they it's very admirable it's it's very cool to see because there's different ways you can make it in not just comedy but in the world and people like brendan who just powerhouse their way through no matter how hard i oh, think it's dude, cool that dude pushes through i mean even after that uh Kalila shit or what i don't yeah yeah like that i don't get involved yeah. with that i did watch about 12 hours of bobby lee and kalila shit over the past month i don't know why that happened uh, tiger belly so i know way too much about tiger that belly. dude i love bobby lee uh, i think he's hilarious he he's he's uh also funny when he makes white people uncomfortable that's kind of funny <laughs> throw that yeah. out there but um but dude i'm just kind of excited about this bench competition that that's going on here when when did you get the uh when did you knock off 275 you're you're 185 right 275 that two days ago two days ago dude did twice question okay are we are we giving are we using body weight as uh any inclination to strength meaning like he must weigh like 250. we should probably do that otherwise it might be difficult i hopefully i can he also is a stallion like brendan Schaub is a thug dude but yeah i think i can i can get there though i'll get there that dude more power to you um let's just move on from this i don't know where i was going with it but it was terrific uh dude um so what's your thoughts about shane gillis I think Shane's probably one of the top five comedians right now. I really like him. I think he drinks too much. Shane, I pray for you. I think you're drinking too many Bud Lights. I think <laughs> I think you could have a lot, get a lot more out of life. I think you could be a lot more glowing. I think you would um, find that if you cut back on the Bud Lights, you 
would really find yourself. You would really see uh, a lot of improvements. I mean, you're already doing great, so it's hard to tell somebody to stop drinking Bud Lights when they are doing so well. But uh, Shane, I do pray for you. I hope you can find it in yourself <laughs> to cut back on the Bud Lights. But I, I think he's doing a doing a great job. I think he's a, a refreshing voice in comedy. I think he has this unique ability to be able to appeal to a large amount of people. I think I shouldn't say a large amount of people because he's kind of the kind of person. He's a He's a white guy who looks like people would not like him necessarily. Yes. And he's he nails he does look. a good job of connecting with both sides of you know, the comedic spectrum, you if you want to call it that. And it's uh and I think that really just comes down to being such a good comic that he, he's another dude that is a big dude. Put the hat back on. Dude, throw the hat back on, bud. We 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 can get live and wild here. Um but one thing I can tell you about him is, for me personally, I would say he is, uh, in the last couple of years, he is the best special out. I went and um, saw him in person, even funnier. I was very surprised that he was even funnier in person. Um, he does not he does not deal with hecklers, by the way. Dude, literally, he was on stage at uh, Bria, and he just looked at someone, he's like, shh. And I was like, oh, this dude gets down, dude. Like, low-key, Shane Gillis gets down. <laughs> like, he just tells people, he's like, Good. I knew it was California. Like, dude, yeah, like, he's, like he's about to rip someone's face off. And I, I respect him for that, to be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of hecklers. Uh, I've never I've never really been heckled. Have you been heckled yet? We're not at that stage where we're going to Yeah, I, I, I don't think we're going to be there for a little while. But um, uh, one thing I got to say, though is I'm not a big fan of Matt uh, uh, McCusker. Are you a big fan of Matt McCusker? I might be if I knew who the fuck that was. So that's Shane Gillis' crony that uh, they do a podcast with. It, that's where he got in trouble. Okay. And that's why I'm not a fan of him. He, uh, Matt McCusker is the type of dude that he's, uh, he's actually pretty funny. But um, he's the type of dude that riles people up. Okay. So, like, you just, if you ever listen to their podcast, that is, uh, if you think Shane Gillis is, like, wild on stage, like, he does some edgy shit, their podcast is way above and beyond. And it's just, it's just Matt just egging, egging Shane on, dude. And just I, ruffling feathers. Dude, that's, honestly, I like the guy as a person. He's a terrible dog owner. Uh, the worst dog owner I've ever heard. You got to listen to this episode. Shit dog owner. But um, yeah, long story short, dude, I just love Shane as a comedian so much. And uh, I would be devastated if he got canceled again. So we can't fucking watch him. So Matt, you better watch out, bud. What do you mean get okay. canceled? Did he, Did people he don't really get canceled. How do you get canceled? You got kicked off well, SNL. He, well, I mean, technically, he has one of the most popular specials canceled. on YouTube. Cancel's a flexible, flexible word nowadays. You know, like yeah. because it's it's not like he got kicked off of all social media like fucking crazy face. Uh, pretty much everyone <laughs> got kicked off, but uh, he's he's not polarizing. He, in his defense, you know, he uh, dude, did you see that shit on uh, Barstool? That was some bullshit on Barstool. That was so vague. No, dude. What's Barstool? Barstool? Uh, well, they got wasted uh, for a podcast, a Barstool podcast, 
And uh, Shane? Yeah, Shane. Drinking and, too many Bud Lights. That's what I'm saying. Chill out on the Bud Lights, well, dude. Well, it was he was fine, but the problem was there was an Asian guy there, and he heard that Shane might have been racist. He really didn't even know the the dialogue or what Shane did, and he tried to fight him. He literally tried to fight him on a podcast, and Big Cat just sat there fucking. Big Cat was so drunk. He's like, he's like, just. Chill out. I don't know. Say he's what he's saying, by the way. I don't know Big Cat. You don't know Big Cat? I don't know Big, is that, that could be an actual Big Cat for all I know. I don't know Big Dude, Cat. You're is. really into cats to not know who Big Cat from Barstool is. I don't know Big Cat from he Barstool. Is a, he is a sports reporter from Chicago. Okay. Yeah, but long story short, Shane Gillis almost got attacked. And uh, what the, the crazy thing to me is, like, Shane Gillis is 6'3". Um, and, like, not in shape or anything, but he's a big guy. Uh, the balls on this guy kind of commend that he just went up and tried to um, attack a man that is well bigger than him. Um, but Loaded it, up on Bud Lights. Loaded up. Bubbling around. <laughs> Dude, Shane handled it very well. Shane's uh, a good guy. Yeah, Shane's a good guy. That's we, why we I got problems well. with you, Matt. You're riling up our boy, dude. I don't want him to get in trouble. It's a thing, dude. Just go with it. I don't know what's going on all the time here. <laughs> dude, I don't see all these good. questions before uh, I go on good. the podcast. That's dude. That's the way to go, though. Uh, another question or talking point: uh, What happened to Daniel Tosh? Are you like I? I was just thinking about him the other day. I was like, I have not seen anything since they canceled his show, Tosh Point I don't know if you got. Canceled, canceled. I mean, well, it didn't yeah, get. It didn't get. I think he just got too rich and he stopped doing comedy because he's like, "Why am I doing this? This is annoying. It's hard. It's stressful. I have so much money." I think he just decided to like, "I'm gonna chill out. I'm probably gonna play RuneScape. I don't know what he's. I don't know what he's into." Um, the craziest thing about Daniel Tosh to me is that he was homeschooled. Every other homeschooled kid I've ever ran into is like, "Praise the Lord! I'm a big Christian." And I'm a really good person. And it's not that Daniel Tosh is not a good person. He's totally fine. He's a Christian. Yeah, but he is just, he is the total opposite personality of every homeschool kid I've ever met. What's your experience with homeschool kids? I don't really know too many homeschooled kids. I know some kids who grew up in polygamy, which is like a little bit more intense than that. And they're a little bit off. Oh, from Utah. Utah, Can we get into it? polygamy? I would like to hear about this. The polygamy. So the, here's the deal. <laughs> this has nothing to do with the Mormon Church. I want to, be able to. I want to preface it with that. There is this extreme group, the FLDS. They are. What does that stand for? Fundamentalist LDS. Latter Day Saint. That's like a name oh, for Mormons. So very clear. This has nothing to do with Mormon. You see some Mormon. Um, eating his uh, Chipotle bowl. Don't go up to them and be like, hey, you guys are polygamists because it's not true. It's a completely different thing. But you go to southern Utah and you will see in certain parts of southern Utah, areas like Colorado City, you will see these polygamist camps. They are big. They are these big areas of property surround... uh, Maybe camp is an aggressive word, but you can't see inside of them. They're boarded up with like these... 10, 15 foot tall plywood fences. They look really sketchy. 
Um, because they are sketchy. Because they, they are sketchy. They live in these houses that aren't finished. The reason they live in houses that aren't finished is because you don't have to pay taxes on a house if it's under construction. So they'll have a house that has like no wall on it or something, and they make their family live like that. They're con artists, kind of, these polygamists um, living in southern Utah, and they are still out and doing their thing. You will see them at the Walmart. You will see them at the Goodwill. It looks like something from a period piece. These people are old. Uh, I mean, they're not old. They dress old. They dress like they're Amish. They might live like they're Amish. I'm not entirely sure. This guy, Warren Jeffs, runs it from prison. I'm, I think he's, he's still alive. What's he in prison for? For being... Polygamy? Not necessarily polygamy. I mean, he's in prison for being an extremist. I don't know what he, I can't say exactly what he's in prison for. Probably a number of things. Um, but he's a sketchy dude. He runs this, whatever, the FLDS. It's not a good thing. It's still happening. There's still people being brought up in these families. They're not learning how to read. They're not learning how to do anything. Um, so it is a problem. But they do go to Walmart. They do go to Walmart. They, uh, I mean, they do go to Costco. They still enjoy they the dollar fifty hot dog. They still That's can awesome. uh, go watch the TVs at Costco, and then they can still go get their eyes checked at that same Costco, and That's then they legit. can go um, get a hot dog, and then they can go back to the polygamous camps in which they are kept in the dark, in which they are probably being abused. It is a terrible thing. It is happening. Uh, have you ever been to one of these camps, Sammy? You know a lot about them. No, I don't. I don't go inside. I've heard terrible things. There's this thing called the God Squad. Um, the this, God Squad. That sounds like it's, uh, from my anti-heroes. Well, it is like the FLDS is when you go into these camps. They have the God Squad, and it's like they're self-regulating militia. So if you go in there, there's these stories uh, about people who go in and they don't come out, and the rumor is that the God Squad gets them. So if you're some kid that wants to go in there and get some information like oh i'm gonna create this cool doc that vice is gonna buy from me because i'm gonna go into the fucking polygamous camps with my iphone and i'm gonna shoot these people with my and then edit it together on my mac and make this awesome documentary that vice is gonna buy from me you think you're gonna do that and then they kill you and you don't come out and that's the god squad um god squad so don't go inside these i mean that's why i don't go inside also what am i gonna do in there uh, one thing I would like to also bring up, other than uh, polygamy and quad, is uh, our outfits. Our outfits are on fleek today. We have the black white beaters with the shorts on. What would you like to, to speak on shorts here shortly? Well, I'm being very serious right now. I have this. I have the style. I wear shorts. I wear tall black socks. I wear tanks underneath, and then I usually will wear a. Um, some sort of over flannel or something like that. People think it's a silly outfit. I promise you. It's sick. I promise you, in four or five years, everybody will be wearing this. Everybody will be wearing this. I have people come up to me, real, pe fat, real people, people who like fashion, people who are dressed nice, and they say, I think you're onto something, and I agree. So right now, if you see me, people think I'm dressed a little bit silly. I promise you, two to three years, everybody will be wearing white beaters, some sort of collar shirt over, tight, short shorts that cut off just above the knee, knee-high socks, and some sort of boot. I promise you. I, I love the, the cheetah boot. The cheetah boot. Where'd you get the cheetah boots at? I got the cheetah boots on Macy's. They were on sale. They were $35. That's a deal. That's a deal, guys. You heard it first. Here first. Cheetah boots, knee-high socks, jorts. Um... Uh, 
button up and black white beaters, guys. It's right there. It's in plain plain view. And uh, I I also got a comment that you have a wonderful mustache as well and rock it very nicely. Thank you. Thank you. All right. A little bit more to go. What's your uh, Have you ever ran into any like I for instance we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago. I ran into Tom Segura. You know, I talked to him a little bit. I built up this courage to be like, yo, uh, do do you have any advice for any new comics? And he ended up being so cool about shit. Uh, Do you have any experiences like that with any famous comics so far on your your journey? No, not really. I'm not super starstruck, I guess you would say. I think it's because I'm kind of a... A little bit of an insane person so in my mind i'm like i'm already like these people so i don't want to be like that's dude honestly i i have a uh so basically it's, it's uh you're trying to it's already like you're internalizing the the stardom so it it will manifest right yeah i've, I've always kind of felt like when i see someone who's famous it doesn't in my mind it's like oh it's we get each other because we're this, like it's delusional because I'm not. It's completely delusional, but in my mind, it's like, oh, I'm just as famous as you. I just haven't. I'm just not there yet in my mind. Undiscovered. Yeah. So it's like yeah. for me, I don't really look at comedians or you know when I was doing music, these other people as like, oh my god, I'm meeting this person because in my mind, it's like we're we're peers we're on the same level so like why would i go up to somebody on my you're same just, you're just it's it's more kind of like you guys are both treasures but their treasure was discovered so far yeah and so i, I just have never got that starstruck thing i just like don't I, I'm sorry, trying, i think it's an ego it's like a way i'm protecting my own ego being like oh i'm just like you having none of the credentials having none nothing to back that up but in my I, mind, it's I, the I, same. dude, I do a, a thing where I, uh, I visualize walking out on a stage that's just like, think of like any, like, like if you walked out on a stage like Bill Burr just did at like Fenway Park, where it's just like a huge stadium full of people. And I always see the stage and I see the bright lights and I see the people. And I just, like, it's, it's weird because it, it was like came to me in just a daydream. But now I do it because I'm like, maybe, you know, if these sort of crazy people are right about this manifestation of, of thoughts and whatnot, it's like, I'm, I'm going to give it my try. I'm going to keep looking back into that. What's your thoughts about man, manifesting thoughts and uh, visions? Yeah, I think it can be helpful. I think it definitely be helpful. I think... Um I see a lot of people who do the opposite, where they they are they focus on the negative stuff. What's mm-hmm. you know what couldn't happen, all that. Uh, I think most comedians are completely delusional, so it's you'll <laughs> see a lot of them being able to be like um, there's just like this blind confidence in a lot of comedians that I really like because I'm like that. Yeah, I'm the kind of person who's like, uh, I can do this, mm-hmm. uh, based. And if you ask me based off what, it'd be like, I just, I can, I can, I can. And then yeah. I have none of the credentials. I have nothing like that. And you see that with a lot of comedians. 
who you see, like I can tell, I can look at a lot of, uh, I have, you can just look at someone like this guy is not going to make it like he thinks he is. He is just oh, like, my oh my God, you see some, you see some open micer starting oh comedy at 55 years old and you're just like, and he comes up and he's like, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm going to start doing this and like, I need to figure out my plan. It's like, dude, the plan is to go home. What do you, do you mean? You're too old. Sometimes you are too old to do things. Let's be real. I, it's, uh, dude, it's, I, I gotta be honest about some of these open micers. I I've watched probably like I'm I'm just gonna say ten uh, that I will constantly see at open mics, and I I give their 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 passions there, their passion for comedy is there, their passion for wanting to get up on stage is there, but I just see them bomb time after time, and it's so hard because you end up growing a relationship with these people, and you like them personally and you just watch them go over and over and just do jokes that don't work then do those jokes multiple times and it just grinding and grinding and grinding and it's almost like i almost feel like they might be slightly delusional yeah okay not slightly comics are mentally ill <laughs> that, that, like, seriously, that if, I mean, if you're gonna no. get up on stage and think, "Oh my God, I'm gonna be so famous," people are gonna pay to listen to me screaming through this microphone because the world needs to hear what I have to say about the trans community. You are insane. You are absolutely delusional. Nobody, there's no comic I know who is. If they were, they would not be doing comedy. They'd be doing something, anything else, where you can actually make money, where you can actually have an impact. That it's everybody is so delusional in comedy, and that's why I love it. Because I can be surrounded by these psychopaths all thinking that what they have to say is worthy enough of getting paid money to do it. It's, it's, uh, it's really insane. These people will throw their lives away for 15 years just thinking like, oh, I'm about to make it. I'm about to, they've been doing it for 15 years. They're living with 18 roommates. They're 38 years old. And they're like, it's about to happen for me. It's like, oh, my God. It's bad. It's bad. It's like an epidemic. It's bad. All right, guys. With that being said, we have to break shortly for commercial. We will be back in just a second. All right, guys. Welcome to the Paul Jacoby Podcast merch store. As you can see, we got all the goodies. Here's a hoodie with a little logo on front and on back. That's crazy. We got that, we got coffee mugs, we got t-shirts, we got tanks, we got it all, baby. Now back to you in the podcast. Kaboom! Alright guys, and we are back. Uh, let's let's think, we were, we were talking about the, uh, the, the depressing lives of some open micers. Was that, that was the topic, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Oh, you know what, let's just... Let's give that a breather. One thing I, I did want to talk to you about was uh, the uh, the recent talk about Dane Cook and his newly fiance. Have you heard about this? Uh, I have not. I'm going to assume the drama is that she uh, is 85 years old and is uh, dating someone that's way too old for him. Is that right? That is the exact opposite of what is going on. Um the the situation ends up being um by the way grew up a huge dane cook fan he's the first comic i listened he was the first yeah. comic i listened to on my ipod at my grandma's house listening to whatever dane cook special was on 
He was like, yeah, he was one of the first comedians I ever listened to. Yeah, you're uh, you're wishing you could go to the PK Lounge. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah. Long story short, he uh, he just got engaged to a 23 year old woman. Okay. But the that's not what is the yeah, quote unquote, what's the problem? What's the problem? Quote, they started dating when she was 18, supposedly. Okay. You know. What's the problem still? Uh, that's that's a pretty rough age to be around. It's uh, on, honestly, I don't have a real problem with that. I feel like him as a celebrity is going to attract all different types of women, and you know, like he could have just met her and thought, like, oh, this is just a girl uh, that's mid twenties. You know, like I have no idea, but you know, this is just very controversial. You know, especially with the R. Kelly thing going on, the the whole uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Then you then you get the. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of comedians that are getting accused of grooming, and that is grooming. That's when that's when you are taking a girl who's not 18 and being like, when you turn 18, uh, you're gonna come to my place. Exactly. And that's legal. Yeah. Or just frowned upon. That's frowned upon. It's not illegal. Not illegal. But the funny thing is, is now that we bring up grooming. Uh, one of the first movies I watched Dane Cook in was Waiting, yes. where Ryan Reynolds was grooming the hostess. But if you remember how that ended, she he goes... Did not, he did not come through on it. Yeah, well, I think, I think if I remember that movie correctly, she goes, Oh, why don't you do me? I'm going to be 18 tomorrow. And yeah. he goes, Talk to me tomorrow. So I guess that is grooming. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly, exactly what it is. That's exactly but So what? So people have a problem with Dane Cook dating, marrying a 23-year-old? I'm like... I don't know, like me, I just don't see the issue with it. I can see why it might be a little, uh, like people might, wouldn't be a huge fan of it, why it might be a little creepy, but like, what's the problem? Like people do creepy things all the time, you know, it's, uh, this, this is going to make me sound really bad. We're going to cut all this out. We're going to cut this out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I don't agree with it. I wouldn't personally do it. We but- weren't there. We don't know the situation. Uh, and from... All I've heard is he's he's a fine regular fucking dude. Yeah, you, okay. I guarantee Dan Cook is not a, a regular dude. No comedian well, is a regular dude. Okay, that is. If I strong, Dan Cook point. is not valid a regular, he might be a good dude. He might be a bad dude. I don't know, but he's not a regular dude. He's definitely a different kind of dude, um, which is great. I love different dudes, but um, I just you know people will want to speculate because there's all that stuff. I think it's very common in. LA and Hollywood for older men to date very young women. That's just how it is. Um, that's been going on for it has been going ages. on since the dawn of time. Yeah. Uh, is, if, did he do something illegal? Then uh, that's bad. If he is started dating some girl when she was 18, uh, a little suspect. If I was that girl's dad, I would be like, uh, if, well, you're, if yeah. you're that girl's dad, you're probably they did dead. date for five years, which it's, you know, like if – if someone dated my daughter for five years, it's like they they must have been pretty interested in her for a while. And, you know, who knows? I We weren't in issues. We weren't there when they met. You know, who knows? What was the question? If, what, how I feel about it? Uh, yeah, I was just asking how you felt felt about it. I think I think uh, I wouldn't do it, but I'd, I'd... – Me neither. Th- th- these are crazy people. These are not regular people. They're not going to do regular things. Stop expecting comedians to be like regular people. Stop expecting these famous 
people to act like normal people. They're not normal people. They are delusional. They are insane. So when one of these insane people does something insane, just go, okay. That's what happens when you're dealing with insane people. Look at Dinko when he goes on TikTok. It's an insane person. So when they do something that's not sane, that is that is what you are, you are to expect. So if, if, if you had to put him in one category, is he a creeper or is he not a creeper? I would say he's a creeper unless he wants uh, me to feature for him at the Laugh Factory. Then he's not a creeper. <laughs> he is on all the time at the Laugh Factory. Yeah. So if he's not, uh, uh, if you if you book me opening for you, Dane, at the Laugh Factory, I will redact this statement. <laughs> I don't care. I don't really have an opinion. I don't have too many strong opinions. Honestly, being, I, I I'm in the same boat with you. You know, like hearing him as a kid and him being like our first comedian that really he was he was killing it when i first got into comedy he was yeah he was uh, he, he was, was one of my favorite kidding. comedians he still is um, uh, still great i loved him in all of his movies i i think um good luck chuck was his downfall i love that movie never saw it. uh good luck chuck is where uh people you, i don't know you, you fuck them and then you get married the next day or something like that you've never seen it I've seen the trailer. I wasn't allowed to watch that kind of stuff when I was growing up. Well, uh, me neither. I wasn't allowed to watch Little Bear. It had a Ouija board in it. Oh, no! Ouija. You should stop playing with Ouija boards. Seriously, yeah. every time I play with the Ouija board, I throw up. It's been three times. I do not go anywhere near that. You should not mess around with Ouija boards. Are you being serious? I'm being serious. <laughs> do Dude, not do one in your house, either. If you welcome that shit into your house, and it doesn't Dude, leave, I you're lo- fucked. I, I think I talked about it on the last podcast. My mom has scared me into a place where I will never mess with those things. That's smart. Dude, like, I grew up way too Catholic, and it's, like, about, like, spirits. And, dude, one of my – by the way, Keanu Reeves, if you're watching this, we need another Constantine. You need to pay for it, dude. I will will pay for the movie, but just pay for the damn fucking film, dude. Constantine 2 needs to come. Have you seen Constantine? No, I don't like Keanu Reeves – I just don't. I don't. I, I, he's. Uh, I'd like to see him do something human. I. Th- I feel like he is uh, too likable. It makes me not like him. I want to see him. Uh, I want to. See, here's how. I would like Keanu Reeves if this happened. If a video leaked of him just lambasting a homeless man or something like that, just absolutely yelling at somebody, something so out of character, I'd be like, okay, this guy, he is not a robot. He gets it. So. Uh, Lambasting. I love that's what I, that's what I want to see from Keanu Reeves. Other than that, I'm not really interested in anything he says. It's all fake to me. Um, uh, dude, I love you. You have to watch Constantine. You have to. It is. It. I would say, I, I would go as far as it, it's. It's my favorite movie of all time. It trumps all all of his other movies, all the Matrix, everything. It, it's right up my alley. It's about nice. dark spirits. It's about him being like an anti-hero, like hero. It's it's so good. Dude. Does he just? It's better than science. Oh no! It's, it, <laughs> it's better it, than science. He goes out on like this spree where he is just he's killing hitting demons. homeless people in the knees <laughs> with a bat. That's what I want to see. I want and I want him to say, "I want to do this. I'm doing this." He's improvising. He's improvising. It's not even in the script. He's going off script and he's yelling. At people less fortunate than him. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see from uh, 
Keanu Reeves, I want to see him go on, I want to see him go out to a fancy restaurant and then yell at the waiter because there is somebody with a disability next to his table that is taking away from his experience and he's paying a ton of money to be here and he shouldn't have to be subject to that. That's what I want to see from uh, Keanu Reeves. To, to humanize him. I want to humanize him. I want to Dude, see him make is, a mistake. I want to see him do pretty, something awful. It is pretty slick when you see him in every picture next to any girl that he's a fan with and his arms like way back Oh, here. he's hovering. Like he's, he's like not touching them at all. He's like, yeah, I'm your friend, but I'm not going to get in trouble. <laughs> like, oh, what, what did I, here's what like, I lost king. It, when I couldn't stand Keanu anymore. It was, it was the perfect response to some. I love you, Keanu. Just it was. Uh, I'm sure you're a fine guy. We we wish him well. But uh, <laughs> I've been listening to too much Tim Dillon. That's something Tim Dillon was saying. I need to stop saying that. But uh, he's on Jimmy Kimmel. That, that's that's a rich people thing. What? Uh, we wish you well. We wish you well. Okay, we yeah. wish you well, Keanu. But he, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel, one of those late night shows, something like that. They're like, Keanu, what do you think happens when you die? And he goes, I think the people who loved us will miss us. Fuck off! You didn't even answer the question, dude. And everyone's like, oh my god, what a great response. No, Keanu, we want to know, do you think we rot in the ground or do you think we go to heaven? Not some, like, roundabout response that just, like, completely dodges the question and it's so perfect. Uh, no, I, I hate that kind of shit. So I can't stand him. I'm so, sure we wish him well. <laughs> so what you're trying to tell me is you're not a fan of The Matrix. I've not seen The Matrix in a long time. I think I, I watched it one time. Uh, I was so feverish. I was, uh, it was when I was living in the fraternity, I was... You're a frat guy. Oh, of course. I, I've, been, I've been twice. accused of being a frat guy countless times. Nobody believes me when I tell them. That's not true. Um, yeah, you don't have frat, frat vibes, if, if I was to be asked. It was a Seattle frat. So it's a little different. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah, I've never been to Seattle. It's a very liberal frat. Not like the Southern France. Not like the Southern France. Maybe. I don't know. The uh, do they no make idea. you drink pee? No. Um, it was a lovely experience. I love being <laughs> I, I thought it was it's one of my favorite things. Yeah, that's one about. of the things where, which I wish I could have done. My oh. parents would never pay for a frat. My, like, my parents would never be okay with that. Um, it's one of my favorite things about yeah, my upbringing. But I wish frat. I could have been in a frat because... I would always watch the frat guys just have each other's backs. Yeah. And, like, none of my friends would ever like, – like, me and all my friends, like, 100% all we wanted to do was get laid and do our own thing. And, like, if our buddy was in trouble right there, right then, we'd have your back. But, like, not like frats, dude. What kind of trouble are you getting into? What do you mean getting into trouble? Dude, when you're getting going bar hopping in college, you're getting in trouble. At least I was. Shout out to like Bowling Green University, Athens, Ohio, Ohio University, Columbus, Ohio State. You get too many shout outs. Yeah, what, dude, it's just it's just the scene. Everyone that's there, they would know. Ohio Ohio University is like the number one party school. You've never unfamiliar, unfamiliar. I used to get into trouble. I don't drink anymore, but when I did, I would get into trouble. By the I way. am no longer the a type that drinks, and it's good for all of humanity. You don't drink at all. Do not drink at all. Do not smoke weed. I'm sober as a bird. How long? Uh, like three and a half years. Are you like a go to the program kind of guy? You just stop? Uh, unfortunately, I, I do not talk about yeah. on the mic, but uh, I do I, I do conform to a spiritual program yeah, that, uh, sort of that right. helps me uh, stay 
same good functionality in this in this society i would put have you ever talked about that oh, fuck yes we have yeah. i'm okay. surprised that you you look so confused when i said that I was like, you don't remember. Yeah, I can't, well, there's a lot of comedians who are uh, alcoholics, yeah. let's just say that. So you, you hear it a lot. So you, yeah. I, like half of them, it's either they're completely degenerates or they're completely yeah. sober and still degenerates. You need trauma is what we're trying to say. Like, I, my, my 20s were the shittiest fucking years of yeah. my life. Just a um, fucking haze. I don't even remember what happened in my 20s. No clue. I, have, I literally have no clue what happened in my 20s. All I know is uh, I got no fucked into trouble and I was in and out of the psych ward there you go there and you he's go. not going to expand on that I'm sure uh, I mean there's you don't need to expand on that <laughs> like, like when you when you're going to the psych ward you obviously have a problem and if you if you don't uh, if you can't figure it out um, mine was drinking and drugging uh, yeah so don't do that uh, it's, it's bad times uh, speaking more of that yeah, I don't talk about that shit either on podcast or on stage. I just don't do it. Yeah. But I can talk about it for one second. And here's, I'm just going to tell you why, why I don't talk do about it. it. Um, here's why I don't talk about any of that, that past stuff on stage. People think that their story of getting sober is so interesting and so unique, and it's not. It's not. It's really not. It's the same story over and over again. People keep falling for the same story. They think it's interesting. They think it makes them... Gives them some sort of character, some sort of makes them more interesting or adds some grit to them. But it's just not that interesting of a story. It makes you like, it's just like, there's billions it's boring. Of, there's billions of drunk alcoholics. It's the same story over and over again. Fucking so. junkies. I'm just one of them that, that can't do it anymore. It's, yes, yeah. it's, the, it's the same story yeah. over and over again. So I, when people get on stage and they're like, oh, I used to do this. It's like, okay, move on. Dude, so many people. Talk about Dane Cook. <laughs> so many Talk people. about his 23-year-old <laughs> husband. <laughs> Randall, what's her Fiance. Fiance. She is a smoke. Shout out to her. You are a beautiful woman. Um, dude, I love beautiful women. Like my wife, dude. She's great. Um, she was on the first podcast. You watched that, right? I watched most of it, yeah. Yeah, dude. She's great. Uh, dude, who's your, who's your uh, one comedian you would like to meet? I know that you're not starstruck, but who would you like to meet? Who would I like to meet... Um, like hang out with or like talk to and like try and learn some shit. Either or, man. Here's the thing. I look at a lot of comedians who I really respect as comedians and I just think I would not want to hang out with them. They look kind of boring. I don't know if we would vibe too well. I like silly people who like having a silly time. Um, so I would really like to hang out with Theo Vaughn. I really like. Theo Vaughn. I really like him. I I've think seen, I've seen him around LA. I just think, uh, like, I'm not trying to meet comedians and learn from them. Like, I don't know how much you can really learn from. I think comedians. I, I think comedy. It's it's a it's a very unique journey for oneself. I don't think, like, you you can definitely learn how to joke right and stuff like that. But uh, it's a skill that you develop through one's experience. Is what I've yeah. learned. Like, anytime someone comes up and they're like. Hey, try to use this. It's like maybe I can get a premise off someone, but like rarely it's it's in my wheelhouse of what I like to use. And yeah. it's just it's such a unique experience to myself that it's hard to get someone in. But yeah, I've seen Theo Vaughn around, dude. He's he seems like a cool guy. Yeah, it seems like we, we would have fun. That's 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 about it. That's that's why. Um, 
I'm just, I'm just looking for people to hang out with that are fun. I don't care if you're a world-class comedian if you're boring to hang around. Yeah, Maybe they for are. sure. Um, but. For sure. One, one thing I do like about the open mics is, like, don't get me wrong. There is, I, you, I've ran into plenty of shitty people that, like, it's just people are people, you know, but there's a lot of good people at the open mics that you just, you vibe with. Like, I, I knew I was going to vibe with you, uh, not, after, not after the second open mic. <laughs> the Hollywood one where I bombed and I hated everyone, including myself. Uh, but at, at, like, when when you go to enough of these things and you hear people's comedy and you're like, oh, this dude's funny, then you talk to him a little bit. And I mean, like, you might as well. Some people will be shy and not talk when you run into them a bunch of times. But when I see you five or six times, I'm gonna be like, yo, what's up? How are you doing? Then you just build these relationships. That's that's why for me, when someone goes up and they're just constantly just bombing, and you're just like, man, and like I, I remember I made the mistake once of this one dude. He bombs all the time. He's he's a nice guy though when you talk to him. Very strange individual, but um, he he's bombed. So I, I gave him like I thought of a joke that he could do, you know, like, and I was like, hey, maybe try this, and he took it so personally. And he's just like not having it. He's like kind of like told me like that's not funny. And I was Who is just, it? I, beep, beep, beep it out. I am not beeping it out. <laughs> I, I I would never throw any shade at an open mic. We're we're way too early in development. Like I will rip on people that that have a career because guess what? It doesn't. My opinion doesn't fucking matter. You know, like you are successful. People like you. Like I can be like, oh, Brandon Schaub sucks, but like he he doesn't. He's successful. And he's made his way into the entertainment field. You know, I could, I could tell you Jerry Seinfeld sucks at stand-up because I don't, I don't think he's funny at all. But in reality, he's a, he's a billionaire. That dude has made a billion dollars off of his comedy. And who am I to judge, like, anything? But, like, I'm not going to rip an open micer who's just trying to find his way, you know, or at least be personal. But, like, dude... Off camera, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> Off camera, I'll be very specific, and you'll be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. I know everyone around here, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I know that you know this person, too. Yeah. yeah. Very, very familiar. Uh, also, though, good guy. I'm sure we wish him well. Yeah, we wish him well. All right, dude. What do you think about this Donald Trump raid? Donald Trump, okay, I, I specifically asked Paul not to get too political on this podcast. Dude, we're, we're getting there. It goes right into the Donald Trump. I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything either, but I feel like that's right up your wheelhouse. Right up my wheelhouse? Yeah, dude. You've, you're from Seattle, so yeah, I, I was like, maybe he's got a good Donald Trump bash in him. I don't have a good Donald Trump. Well, I, I guess I'm not going to bash Donald Trump. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't even know what this raid was. I don't even... I didn't even know Mar-a-Lago was a real place. I thought that was a place in Disneyland until somebody said it was, <laughs> like, like... I didn't know. Yeah, like, they read a spot in Mar-a-Lago. Okay. Looking for what? Diamonds? What are they looking for? I, I don't know. Are they looking Mickey for Mouse. documents? Are they, what, are they looking for a paper that, he, like, he wrote notes down? Like, call Putin back and let him know to rig... Like, what are they looking for? I don't I, know. I have no idea. Dude, honestly, Shane Gillis got me back in the phase where it's, like... Like, I just... I think... Looking at Donald Trump purely as an entertainer, he is hilarious. Uh, I think he's just, he's the type of person that he knows how to get, invoke emotion uh, from a person on TV. He's just, 
You know, like he's he's very successful at that. You know, yeah, he's like, a con man. He's that's what he is. He's like a and con man I like that. I forget. I think I was watching a documentary or something. But con man means confidence man. You know, that's where that comes I from. I did not know that. So con man comes to the word confidence man, and so it's and that's exactly what it is. He's just so confident he can go in and be like, hey, give me eighteen billion dollars. I'm gonna buy this casino and then I'm gonna ruin New York's economy. And I don't know what he's. I don't know what he's. I'm talk, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we don't. But we're he's so confident. We're comics. We're not political advisors. He's so confident yeah. that he can just go like, oh, it totally changed the landscape of politics forever. Yeah. I think just the way when he goes. Uh, Shane Gillis has this bit in a special. He goes, if you want to be entertained, go on YouTube and look up Trump highlights. That's a good night. I and I so yeah. after I watched that special, I'm like, okay, what is this about? I watched the Trump highlights. It is truly a sight to be seen. Because I never really followed it too closely. And then you go see him at these presidential debates. These presidential <laughs> debates are so Great. funny because nobody was expecting this. Nobody thought that you could just be somebody like Trump and just go wrong. <laughs> and nobody had a comeback to it. Nobody had anything yeah, they could say. Right. Yeah, and he would not only would he do that, he would dish out legit insults. Yeah. Oh, let's hear it for small Marco Rubio. <laughs> Little Marco. Yeah. Like literally call him like dead eyed Jeb. Whatever you say, like <laughs> literally dishing out like what is going on right now? And then I look back and like now I'm looking at these clips of like Ted Cruz and all these people now, and they're trying to copy this. Yeah, this, this absolute monster, this dude. monstrous like tomfoolery <laughs> that Trump has dude, not made the so normal. Great, dude. Like you just have to go on yeah. and just like make fun of these people like you would like in literally like you would do in elementary school. Like those kind oh, of other kind God. of nicknames. Well, it has to be elementary because if you're too vulgar, you're unlikable. You know, like and he's not vulgar. He's just like, dude, I I totally forgot how he pretty much started off his presidential campaign. <laughs> By calling Rand Paul ugly. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I call Rand, calling somebody ugly in a presidential... Like, that is the normal now. That's how you kick it off. That is like, the normal yeah. now. He has a, he, that is the new normal of politics. And uh, maybe it was always like that. Um, but, dude, Trump has just, like, uh, ruined it to, like, in, like, this... So this good. place, like I don't know how it's gonna get back now. Because now that's what people want. Dude. People want to watch it. People want to watch a debate ran by Joe Rogan and then having... Donald Trump versus Joe Biden in like a death match. They want like they want them to be like roasting each other. They don't even Dude. want it to be a debate. One thing, one thing's for sure though. Uh, I don't know. Like Joe Biden is losing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean like that, we wish him it's, well, it's, but it's we, sad. It's sad. But but honestly, I I really wonder um, what the plan is for like is that is there a re-election in that because it's like. That's weird because it's like I'm not I have no idea what like what's going on in this country. But like when I you see him falling off that bike, you know, like every comedian had a joke about that. Okay, like that, that's kind of yeah. stuff, too, where it's yeah. like, oh, and like tacky. That was yeah. like the main headline. Joe Biden falls off a bike for like a week. That was like the main headline. Yeah. It's like, who gives a shit? I those bikes, by the way, are hard to ride. The ones we have to strap your feet in. Where you click it in. Where you click it yeah. in and you fall over. That's not, I would have fallen out of that. And it's so stupid how, like, that is the headline. Meanwhile, like, who knows what's going on. Like, Ghislaine Maxwell is eating in and out while reading some psychopath's book. And nobody gives a shit about that. They're just like, oh, he fell off his bike. It's so like, they, dude. Who's ever the puppeteer of our society is... 
is very good at what they do. Yeah, and I wonder who it is. I think, I think it's Jack from Jack in the Box. I, I think he's the one that's behind all did this. I, he's trying to sell more tacos to the mainstream. I, I did a Jack in the Box commercial once. What do you mean you did a Jack in the Box? Like, I, I worked on it. Like, oh, you did? As a PA. Yeah. I love Jack in the Box. That's one of my favorite uh, mascots and ads. I think he's mm-hmm. great. What? All right. We got to go on break. What? It's a break. All right, guys. Welcome to the Paul Jacoby Podcast Merch Store. As you can see, we got all the goodies. Here's a hoodie with a little logo on front and on back. That's crazy. We got that. We got coffee mugs. We got t-shirts. We got tanks. We got it all, baby. Now back to you in the podcast. Kaboom. All right, guys, and we're back from break. Uh, Let's just roll through my talking points earlier. I remember we were t- we were speaking about your experience in uh, Utah, growing up there and whatnot. Uh, what's your thoughts about Elizabeth Smart? So unnatural, man! This got brought up. <laughs> here's the thing. Okay, I asked Paul. Here's something that happened recently. If you guys don't know who Elizabeth Smart is, it's kind of happened a long time ago in Utah. She was um, famously kidnapped from her home. It's a terrible story. Mm-hmm. Give us your opinions too, by the way, in okay. the comments. We'd love to hear your. Give us your opinions. Opinion. I don't want to hear your, but maybe Paul does. Here's this, here's what's going on though. So I didn't. So this, this horrific story. This girl got stolen from her house in Utah. Um, it's a, hu- a huge thing. From the LFCD. Yeah, I think you meant to say FLDS, and F-L-D-S. you botched it terribly. No, it was close. It was not close. I got a lot yeah. of leather. But here's. Every once in a while, I will sit back and just think what. Is this world I live in? Is this even real? I was watching The Voice. Yes. You guys probably know what The Voice is. I don't know why I was watching. I think I was watching it with my grandma. And they're like, we have a surprise guest for you. Coming up after the commercial break. And they hyped it up so much. They brought this box up on the stage. And Elizabeth Smart popped out of the box. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I don't even know if they found her yet. And I'm like, this is surprising. I thought it was some sick joke that they like, you CGI to bring back this like kidnapped girl. And I'm like, what is going on here? And then she starts singing. This is, cut this out. I don't want to, this doesn't Keep make any sense. Going, no, this yeah, doesn't, even, this doesn't even make any so sense. So Elizabeth Smart, she was never found or she was found? She was found. I didn't know she was found until they brought her out on the oh, voice. Oh, so this a was a surprise guest. to you. It was a surprise to me. It was, And it's also just like, what is launching your kidnapping into a spot on The Voice? That is like the most. Isn't that weird that like people that like very traumatic things like people getting kidnapped. People are going to try and get kidnapped now to get on The Voice. They're going to (laughs) think, I don't have to wait in this long ass line outside in the heat all day. I can just get kidnapped and assaulted probably for a decade. They can find me, and then that's how I'll get on the voice. That is going to be the problem with this. You just pop out of a box. And you pop out of a box. All right, we wish her well. Uh, we wish her well. Dude, cut so, that out. I don't want to talk about it. Right, we're cutting it. We're cutting it. We're keeping it. We're going to keep it. <laughs> okay, so um, we were speaking earlier, though, like off camera, about um, uh, who, who, who's that senator uh, got a DUI? Her husband got a DUI. Nancy Pelosi's Nancy husband got Pelosi. a DUI. The dude looks like he's about dead. He is old as shit. Yes, he is very old, but he's a hell of a tradesman. What do you think he was drinking? Did it uh, say? 
Uh, he looks like a whiskey guy. Uh, yeah, I bet he was pounding. He's probably pounding Jaeger or scotch. He's like, you give me a scotch on the rocks. So, he probably just uh, was drinking Mike's Hard Lemonade. Didn't know it had alcohol in it. And next thing you know, that's his excuse. Oh, my God. I didn't know these had lemonade. Hanging out. I just had nine lemonades for the sake of having lemonade. I didn't know they had booze in them. <laughs> and he just gave out a bunch of insider trading tips to Nancy. <laughs> Who has Yeah. Fat titties. Yeah, we all know that. We all know that. Where did that come yeah, from? That's another Andrew Schultz thing. <laughs> Talking about the big old voluptuous boobies. Oh, yeah, that was that was a surprise to all of us. That was uh, strategic. That, was, that came out at a strategic time, right? When dude. her husband... Okay, yeah. Right when her husband gets a DUI, all of a sudden this photo comes out of her on the beach. Thinking that's going to distract us from her... Uh, well, Loose husband. What do well, you want to call it? She, she wanted to run for president. Why didn't she whip it out then? Did she want to run for president? Yeah, it was. It was her, Elizabeth Warren, and like Joe Biden were the the top people of the Democratic Party. I think. I do. I, I, I'm not I joking think. right now. I thought Nancy Pelosi was a Republican. Really? I don't pay much attention to what's She's going like on. She's like the head Democrat. Correct? I did not know that. I thought she was yeah, a, a Republican. Well, you watch Shane Gillis's thing. His special. Did he say something about that? Yeah, yeah. His dad's a big Fox News guy. Yeah. So like, like he he would go in. And he'd ask like his dad. He's like, he's like, you know what, dad? So what is going on? And it's like his dad has a hard time remembering these facts because uh, he's just drunk all the time watching the news. And he's like, he's like, you really want to know what's going on? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what's going on. And he's like, well, Nancy Pelosi's a bitch. That's like that was the news to him. That was, that the, was the news only, to him. I thought, the only news that he would get is that Nancy Pelosi is a bitch. I think I, I, for some, I thought she was a Republican. I think because she is, she is Republican titties. I can the, tell you. The that. only like, uh, I, if I've seen some red state titties, she's got them. Well, Paul would know. I, I just assume because all the insider <laughs> trading that seems very obvious to most people that seems like that is a, a that is a red pill thing i right? just assumed yeah maybe maybe that's me being too quick to judge i guess i guess uh, so dude i guess but i honestly i uh yeah i i believe i've known nancy uh, again i'm not too big in politics but i think i think she's been around for like 20 years like the top top girl yeah she's rich she's got that yeah. She's got that insider info. Everybody is mad, trying to match her trade on Wall Street bets. It's uh, um, good for good for her. We wish her well. Dude, all those all those senators and stuff. They went to like Harvard and shit. It's like, dude, and honestly, like you go to Harvard, you're gonna make some connections. You know what I mean? Like, more power to you, Nance. More power to you and those big old boobies. We wish her husband well uh, too. Yeah, wish your husband well. Uh, Tip the hat to you, big guy. Uh, you're no Tom Segers, but you know, not, neither of us are either, to be honest with you. No. Yeah, he's the man. Um, he did get shot recently, uh, so we brought that up on a podcast. What do you mean shot? He shot himself in his leg. Who did? Tom Segura. Very recently, at a ranch. That dude. He must have skimmed him or something like that. What do you mean I, shot himself? It's on his Instagram, Tom. Tom, well, you got to pull that up, but like he, he just, shot himself in his leg. I hate. That's why I don't like guns. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, uh, it just seems like I've, I've been shooting with a buddy once, and honestly, when I pulled the trigger, I was like, wow, there's so much power in these things. Yeah, and it, they scared the hell out of me. Just way less likely to get shot so by a gun. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. 
Oh my god, they terrible. It's just like you are sitting there, you are there's bullets blasting by. This is like uh just like what? It does not make me feel more if there is a gun going off around you. You're a lot more likely to get hit by the uh, bullet than if there is no gun Dude, going off around you. I to, think. Talking I think. to people, have you ever? Do you have any military friends? Yes. I was about to say you. You talk to some dudes with some real wartime stories, like they, like I've never like asked some personal questions, but they, specifically the ones that I know that have been in combat, they're like there is nothing better than winning a dogfight out in the like just. Getting in like the swing a dog fight is that like, code for murdering somebody? That is code for you, Americans murdering someone else. I okay, can, I can be that specific with it, but like they just they've told me there's like there's no bigger high in the world. It is like, than killing somebody. Oh my god, see, that is I, I, I wasn't I didn't do it. Oh my god, that <laughs> is a, I don't know, man. I, I just there's no way that that could be. Something that I, I mean, would dude, ever... It's, it's been around for thousands and thousands of years. You just killing, just yeah. imagine that we recently got out of mostly hand-to-hand combat. You know, like, they used to face wars clashing with swords, and that was the, the primary way of oh, killing. Oh, yeah. What did they do back in the Civil War? They just lined up and took turns shooting at each other. What the hell is that? <laughs> What kind of game is that? You just have like, what is it, like 10 rows of 10 people. You, you just get, what, 20 seconds to load your muskets and fire while you just stand there and take it. That was like, what was what was that? You kind of look like you're from that period. Honestly, you have that look. With, with the mustache, and you look like you could have been a Union soldier. I could have been a Union soldier. I, I don't want to say, I wasn't alive back then. You would have been a then. huge target, by the way. I would have, uh, I would have not done any of that there's no way when people are like would you go to war for this country and put your life on the line dude, it's I'm, like hell no i don't even know what this dude, country is doing are if, we even the good it, guys i don't know if it was to end slavery though i would probably feel i mean at least my point of view now would be pretty prolific to go fight like I would still be, if I was alive back then and there was the, whatever, slavery going on, I would still be like, I got to focus on my stand-up. I got to, like, get out there. I got to be doing mics. I don't have time to go and fight off slavery. I need to be doing spots. I need to be getting up on stage. I need to be talking about what I think is important, what I think is going on, how all these, these wars are affecting Hey, some are meant to fight, some are meant to entertain, so that's okay. Yeah, so I would be on the sidelines. I would be preaching my stand-up. I would be telling my grimace joke. I would be telling uh, – I have this really good joke that I've been working on about crockpots. I would be telling that to them, and they'd be like a little confused. But be like, Your kids are going to love this joke. Your great-great-grandkids. Um, but there's no way. i gotta, I got to focus on hitting the mics. There's no way. I, I totally get it, man. I totally get it. I feel like, uh, do you, are you, uh, do you, do you look better in blue colors or red colors? I have red skin, so I have to wear cool colors. I have to wear blue. I have to wear green. I don't look great, and I'm wearing an orange hat now. That's fine, um, but I don't wear pink. I don't wear red. It clashes I, with my skin tone. I, I do well in red and pink. I'm, I'm very pale, as you guys can see. Is that see. good? I thought, I'm, I'm, I'm a little two tone. 
I'm a little two-tone. But, yeah, I've always... Red's my color. Red and black. I do good in red and black. Yeah, I don't like... I don't like the look of red. It's too, uh... Polarizing? No, just class with a lot of... I mean, I have a red... I have a naturally red skin tone, so... My wife looks really good in red, too. She's very tan. Um, but it does... She does really well in red. My yeah. daughter... My, my stepdaughter, Shane, she looks great in blue. Um... Yeah, I think blue's my, blue's my favorite. I think it looks the best. Yeah, I look terrible in blue, though. Like, a darker shade of blue. Like, light blue, I look so bad in. Really? Yeah, I just, I every time I wear, like, a light blue shirt, I'm just like, damn it. I want to look in this shirt so bad. It looks cool. I just look ugly. Plain and simple, guys. Plain and simple. So, speaking earlier about in, insider trading, Sam. Yes. Let's go. Let's go further into that. If you had the opportunity to inside trade without any legal implications, would you do so? What? You, of course you would. What do you mean? If there's no legal complications, would I you do so? I do. I don't know. Yeah, maybe some maybe you're a man of virtue. No, 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 no. There's, there's no. Everybody is lying to you all the time. The stock market is fake. You have to realize that the stock market is fake. It's all based off perception. It's all based off. Who knows what it's based off? I don't know what it's based off of, but I... Uh, the puppeteers, guys. The puppeteers. We're talking about the puppeteers here. They're in control. They're in cahoots with the filthy rich. Let's get into that. No. The Anunnaki, dude. The Anunnaki has nothing to do with this. I would, I don't what know, about I would, the gold? There's no way I would insider That's trade, though. It's terrifying. I would be... I'm the kind of person where if I do something... Illegal or wrong. You feel really bad about it. Well, not only I feel really bad, I just can't stop thinking about I am going to get busted for this. Yeah. So there's that, no way. That I, shit haunts me. I, oh, yeah. I, 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 I have I the same thing. I can't have, like, I have the same thing. done a crime and then being like, oh, I got away with that. No, I'd be thinking about that every single second. Every time somebody knocked on the door, I'd be like, this is it. I'm out. The guilty They're going to kill me. Yeah, I just. You'd uh, be like Eminem. There's no and way. Dr. Dre. I don't know if people can live their lives like that. I know some people who you just, can't. like, can live with. So many things, so many people after them. Their enemies are after them all the time, and they're just like, this is totally fine. I'm going to, at any second, they can be brought down. So, like, I don't know if, you know, people like Trump have done anything illegal. I don't know if they have. I can't speak to that. But if I did, I would just be paranoid the whole time. Oh, they invaded my place at Mar-a-Lago. Like, this is it. I'm going down. The Disney campus. Oh, my God. I could not live that way. All right, guys. Well, let's, uh, let's end there. What do you think? That was that's that's a pretty good podcast. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if it, that last anything and the last one was. We'll, we'll figure it out. But hey, guys, thank you so much for joining me and Sam. Sam, give a give a cheerful goodbye to our our crowd of our our newly become. <laughs> see you next time. See you next time, guys. Thank you. Bye bye.